At this point in history, in a small town in Germany, psychology begins to release itself from the umbilical cord of philosophy. The midwife was Wilhelm Wundt, 1832-1920, the first man to call himself a psychologist, who set up the first laboratory in psychology at Leipzig and authored the first psychology textbook. The development of experimental psychology was helped by the intellectual climate in Germany. The experimental study of physiology, for example, had become well established there. Wundt dedicated his laboratory to the experimental study of psychological processes and developed a school of thought, the first in psychology, called structuralism, in which the mind was conceived as comprising elements of consciousness, such as ideas and thoughts. These were like the chemical table of elements and could be similarly arranged. Trained observers would describe their own experiences, especially visual and auditory sensations, introspectionism, as they participated in reaction time studies, amongst others. Although important at the time, the school died out at the beginning of the 20th century when one of introspectionism's fiercest critics, the American John B. Watson, dismissed the subjective, unscientific nature of introspections and unleashed one of psychology's most powerful schools of thought, which we'll return to in a short while. Before that, however, but still in the USA, another school of thought was making itself felt. The functionalism of the greatest American psychologist, William James, and his colleague James Angell, sought to find out how processes such as learning and perception worked, hence function, rather than studying mental structure. The emphasis was on observable behaviour, not mental events. Functionalism was informed by Darwin's thoughts on the origin of species and evolution. Behaviours like physical material evolved. Darwin's cousin, Sir Francis Galton, also made an important contribution to psychology by founding the discipline of psychometrics, assessment of personality and ability, and establishing the Anthropometric Laboratory at University College London in 1884, where intelligence testing was born. Galton polymathically invented the term correlation, constructed the first weather maps of Britain, invented fingerprinting, and was the first person to describe the anticyclone. He was one of the first to study the heritability of psychological variables, arguing that eminent fathers bred eminent sons who bred further eminent offspring. Of course, eminence might just as well be determined by environment, and Galton did not use a comparison group of non-eminent men, as any good study would have, but Galton's approach was innovative in suggesting that psychological traits could be inherited. As Wundt was developing his experimental manifesto in Leipzig, in Vienna a physician was embarking on an altogether different approach to understanding behaviour one which has had more effect on the perception of psychology than any other. Although his original research was rooted in biology and medicine, Sigmund Freud, 1856-1939, constructed a theory of personality, psychodynamic theory, based on patient observation rather than experiment, and which emphasised the role of the unconscious in behaviour. Freud's approach, like Vaunt's, featured structures but these were the id, ego and superego. We'll look at these in more depth in the individual differences chapter.
Meanwhile, in the USA, a juggernaut was revving. Behaviorism, the study of observable behaviour, was conceived as a violent reaction to introspectionism. Behaviorists believed that mental events were unobservable and therefore could not be studied. They went further. Mental life was of no interest at all because we couldn't study it properly. Ivan Pavlov, a Russian physiologist and the unwitting progenitor of behaviorism, contributed powerfully to this school by demonstrating that it was possible to condition behaviour without recourse to mental life or introspectionism. Famously, Pavlov discovered that hungry dogs were capable of learning that two previously unrelated stimuli could become associated.